Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello everybody and welcome to today's podcast. I am your host Sarah Jolly Jarvis and today we are talking as promised about objections. So first of all let's start keep it simple what is an objection well basically an objection is something that a customer normally raises normally towards the end of a call um, after you've talked around what you can do and how you can solve their problem and so it takes the form of something which is stopping that person from moving forwards and going yep let's make this happen and so um that's when you have to step in you have to respond to what the customer is saying and basically resolve that objection before you can move on and suggest that they start buying. Now, um, <laughs> I have seen a number of people um, who have just basically tried to ignore and and then just continue along the process. So they're like, well, okay, well, the next step is to sell to them and get them to agree something. And it's like, well, this person isn't going to agree. So you, know, you need to use your logic at this point. If this person's saying this is a problem, that problem obviously needs resolving before they're going to move forward, before they're going to be comfortable with spending money on what you have to offer and committing their time as well. Let me give you an example. So I was talking to a client last week regarding their challenges within their business at the moment. And one of the biggest ones is justifying their service. So historically, people have been happy to pay them to get them in front of the right people and make that sale. Uh, Whereas now, they want to, to do it themselves. They're looking at the, the, the purse strings. They're trying to save money where they can. And they've decided that actually we can do this in-house. It might take us longer. It might be more painful, but we have staff here. So you know, they don't see the variable cost with that. They don't see what might be involved and what might go wrong. So... So they, you know, they're blindly like, well, the outcome's the same. You know, we've secured this sale. We do, we need you. Uh, and the, the, the thing is, is, you know, that's a tough one to, to have a conversation around, particularly if you haven't had to justify your price before. Uh, I remember working in sales and there was a company who'd had a very, uh, their sales team had had a very, very comfortable time because actually they didn't really need to sell. Their product was under patent and nobody else could touch them. So... They were basically more. They were. They weren't even really account managing. Um, they were. More, they were more sort of order taking, um, and customer service. And then uh, the patent ran out, and they were in a position where they had to sell. And you know what? People who'd been super, super successful at the organisation had been earmarked as amazing salespeople actually turned out to be quite rubbish because they had never had to justify their product over another one before. They'd never had to sell the product really. Um, quite frightening that people thought that that would be the case obviously they got themselves some training and they got some new (laughs) new members of the team in who had been used to selling um, and they they were able to turn it around but it was quite a shock for them so when things change when the market changes uh, in this case they've got you know over time that the customer has had their customer base has had more access to the people they can sell to and so uh, you know, this sort of the lockdown and the changes which have happened have made them think about this. Um, and on on mass, people are uh, taking the move to to take it upon themselves to to do the legwork themselves. Well, that's when you've really got to start selling. 
okay you cannot let this rest and there's some ways where you can just think well you know what this person's different they've moved on um, I'm going to go for the, the easy sales and that's absolutely fine in the short term but the problem is is everyone's looking around them everyone's seeing what other people are doing um, the awareness is there things don't happen in isolation and so people very quickly customers will very quickly pick up on what other customers are doing this problem is not going to go away now this is a regular scenario where people might bury their head in the sand fortunately this person isn't like that they were proactive they got in touch with me and we you know we started the ball rolling with working on this so what do we need to do well what we need to do is is we need to be really really clear on the value that they provide and the problem the thing is if you get to the point where you're like actually i'm not sure about the value that i provide i'm not sure what to say to these customers we need to sit down and we need to work that out because you cannot go into a call not being confident over your value full stop regardless of what's going on in your market you need to be very clear on this is the value that I provide and this is what I deserve whereas you know if you're thinking actually yeah we are a bit money for old rope that's only going to go one way and um, it's time to take a stock of where you are and figure out what you can do differently but fortunately, in this person's case, there are some very clear markers. There's some very clear markers on the success of the sale, on the lifetime customer value of that uh, customer. Uh, there's information on the time taken uh, regarding, you know, members of the team who are doing it, but they're not really skilled at it. One option here is obviously to go into the training element and to go into training people to do it themselves. And if that's the way your market wants to go, then maybe that's what you need to consider. But actually, if you have a compelling reason why you are worth your money, then you you know there's you would be doing yourself a disservice not to be pushing that message and so that's what we are now working on is is being clear and putting that information over clearly and concisely so that the customer can understand the value in what they do so that you know they're in a position where they can be like oh yeah actually yeah i, I need this person because they they bring this value and this value uh, to the scenario and they make my life easier and that in a lot of cases is the point if you know that what they're doing isn't something that they've naturally done before it's out of their comfort zone it's not going to be that easy you are an expert in your field you have years upon years this person has over 20 years experience you can't just recreate that overnight and so being clear on that and the impact that can have on that organization um, and the lifetime customer value that they're creating is where they can go so so where can what can you do with objections well the first thing you need to do with an objection is to look at what sort of objection it is and i'm going to go into a little bit more detail on this in the next few podcasts but basically they fit into three categories yeah they are either they're a misunderstanding where your customer thinks that your product doesn't do something that actually it does do so uh, you know it doesn't come in purple uh, isn't available in sex as such a size um, you don't run it in this format uh, there are misunderstandings because actually if you do do it in that format it's a misunderstanding if you don't do it in that format or you don't do it in that color or you don't do that in that size then it's a drawback okay that's your second potential type of objection is that person is absolutely right you do not do that and so then it's a conversation with them and with yourself uh, regarding can we meet that person's need can we do it in purple can we do it inside can we do it in that format and more importantly 
do I want to? And so that's something that we'll be going into on the next podcast, along with misunderstandings. The third one is what I call a false objection. So actually, it is, it's an objection that has been raised. Um, it may fit into the misunderstanding, it may fit into the drawback, or on its own as a false objection. And what I mean by a false objection is that this person is raising this objection because they don't want to progress the sale for a different reason. Okay, it might be the fact that they're not convinced about the impact that you're going to have. They don't know, like, and trust you enough. Okay, and so that would normally, I'd put that as a drawback because those those elements aren't there yet and they don't feel that way. They are not convinced They you haven't provided the information fact you haven't provided the information to convince them or given them the experience during the buying process to to trust you and so it's going back through um, and it's understanding where you went wrong what you need to do for that customer but then also going forwards for future customers there's no point in moving forwards until that objection is resolved by understanding what type of objection it is you can look to resolve it quicker and more efficiently which is what you're after so that you can help that person progress that sale and become a paying customer and during that experience it's an opportunity for that person to get to know and understand what you are like so it's a great opportunity so not one not to be missed so objections are a good thing okay so to leave you on a positive note until next time and um, they are a positive thing it means that that person in general is thinking about um the you know particularly with anything but false um so the misunderstanding or, or the um the the drawback is that actually they are thinking about buying they are putting themselves in that situation um if it was just totally discounted they wouldn't waste their time and energy talking to you about what is and isn't missing and what they might need so it is a good indication but you've got, still got some work to do and next time on the podcast we will talk through exactly what you might need to do and what you might want to look at in order to get moving beyond that objection resolve that objection and get beyond it so that person becomes a paying customer so that's it for this time guys i look forward to speaking to you again next week bye for now happy selling thanks for listening to the selling without sleeves podcast if you enjoyed this episode please head over to itunes or stitcher or wherever you're listening from to leave us a review it's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it 